0: Hey guys, Creepy Pete here, just checking in with you guys. Wanted to bring you guys some new content. Uh, Don't forget that you can always go to our Patreon at The Lag Radio Network and uh, donate. We appreciate everything that comes through. Uh, It's just a dollar a month. Chili Cheese Jay and I are currently releasing uh, some exclusive content from our Pet Scott series. Some kind of like behind the scenes notes and whatnot. But uh, I'm going to stop rambling for now. Uh, This week we're going to be getting into... The boy with no birthday is the title of the creepypasta, and it's fitting. It's actually uh, Sadistic Sally's birthday, so I'm excited to share this one. The following podcast is a production of the LAG Radio Network.
1: Little Billy grew up alone on the streets of a city in the desert. He had no home to call his own, no parents or family or even friends. As a small child, he played with litter he found in the streets, built a fortress around a forgotten dumpster in an abandoned alleyway, and survived on leftovers thrown into the garbage beyond fast food restaurants nearby. There were other homeless children in the streets of the city. They all lived similar lives to little Billy, yet nobody did anything about it. No orphanages took them in, no families or churches gave them shelter, In this place, every family fended for its own and the government programs were so limited that the only authorities keeping order were contracted private military units. In this city, in the desert, the weather seldom changes. Virtually every day was hot and sunny. Little Billy saw rain from time to time, but the brief showers were so rare and so widespread out throughout the endless days of sun that Little Billy had never bothered to count the days in between nor keep track of what day it was. Roaming the streets one day, Little Billy accidentally bumped into a man coming around the corner of a building. The taller, graying man gracefully accepted Little Billy's humble apology before inquiring, "'My God, lad, how old are you?' Little Billy cocked his head to one side at the query. He had never been asked his age before, though he had heard the word used to describe other homeless children and passerby on the streets." He thought and realized he had no idea how old he was. He answered truthfully, and the graying man nodded thoughtfully. Well, you are lucky, aren't you? And you are surely quite young. As for me, I am getting older by the day. I think my entire head of hair must be gray by now. As the man spoke, he ran a hand through his hair. Little Billy saw the gray strands of hair shimmer in the sunlight as if they were fine fibers of silver. He could only nod to the old gray-haired man, and each went along on their business. Days upon passed, and Little Billy gave no thought to his age. He never cared what time of the day it was, what day of the week, or what month, nor did he have any clue what year it was. But he noticed one day when another boy was celebrating his birthday in the park. A cake, more food than Little Billy usually ate in the week lay upon the picnic table, surrounded by a cluster of youths, eagerly singing to their friend, the birthday boy. Billy saw the boy grin and blow out the candles on his cake. The birthday boy looked to little Billy as though he must be little Billy's senior by at least a year or two. But he gave it little thought as he waited behind the bushes for the party to end so he could search the waste baskets for uneaten cake. Little Billy heard a whistle sound behind him as he pulled a handful of cake from between two overturned napkins in the garbage bin. Jumping out of the trash can, he scrambled away from the picnic area as a security patroller came running across the park towards him. "'Get out of here, you little punk,' the authority called after him. Fortunately, Little Billy was a fast runner and he easily eluded the officer, returning safely to his barricaded dumpster he used for shelter. More days passed, identical days of heat and sun, broken only by the odd shower of rain. Little Billy had never been spoken to so angrily as when the security officer shouted after him. The memory stayed in his mind, but only as a vague feeling of displeasure. He did not keep track of how many days ago the incident was, and eventually it faded into the back of his mind, along with the other boys' birthday party. Still, Little Billy cared nothing for birthdays. Cake was nice, but he enjoyed the many flavors to be found in the garbage bins throughout the city. One sunny day, he was scrounging through a particularly full wastebasket when the passerby growled unhappily at the mess Little Billy was making all around him on the sidewalk. Why don't you get a job, buddy, the stranger grunted. Little Billy was once again shocked at the way he was being treated, but like with most things he tried not to let it bother him. Instead of dwelling on the negative, he turned back to the dirty streets of the rundown part of town where his shelter was located. There in his familiar turf, Little Billy recognized most people in the community. He could recall many of the faces of his neighborhood as far back as he could remember. He even knew a few of their names, and some of them knew his. It was no surprise to the locals when Little Billy found a group of homeless children playing in the alleys and joined them. Those homeless kids had many games to pass the time, when their bellies were full and they were restless with energy. The children would play tag and -and hide-and-seek and a few dozen other silly games. Little Billy's favorite game was Kick the Can. Uncounted days passed. Little Billy ate his fill in the dumpsters behind restaurants and carried on playing with the homeless children from nearby parts of his ghetto neighborhood. Some of the children moved on to live elsewhere, others disappeared without a trace. Little Billy would always find other kids playing when he was bored, and he quickly made new friends playing kick the can. One day during an especially exciting game, Little Billy accidentally kicked the can further than he intended. It landed with a shuddering clunk at the feet of the owner of a local record store who was smoking a cigarette outside his door. The other children whispered and taunted Little Billy. He knew by the code of all kids that it was his obligation to go retrieve the can if he wanted to keep playing. With the shy, tentative approach of a child still vaguely remembering the rude reprimands of the last two adults who had spoken to him, Little Billy timidly stepped up to the record store owner and asked, May we please ha- have our c- c- can back, mister? The man squinted oddly at Billy, looking him up and down. Little Billy could not understand the strange look, but he clenched his hands and fist and squeezed his eyes shut, preparing himself for the rude reply. Instead, the record store owner bent over and picked up the dented hollow can, offering it to little Billy. I'm um, sure. Here you go, dude. I know I've seen you around here before. What's your name?" Unlike the last basic personal question someone had asked Little Billy, he knew the answer this one. Since as far back as he could remember, he had been identified as Little Billy. He was not sure how it had started. There was no way to remember everything from the furthest reaches of his childhood. But he knew what he had always gone by was Little Billy. And so he answered, the record store owner raised an eyebrow and nodded slowly. Right. Well, Little Billy, you have a good day, man. Little Billy nodded and smiled. He had not had a nice conversation with an adult in many days. Days he had never bothered to keep track of. Now, wanting to spoil the moment, he turned and resumed playing with the children. They each took turns kicking the can as far as they could before they all chased after it and did it again. The game was extremely repetitive, something about it pleased Little Billy. It seemed to match the world around him, constant repetition, without a change in the weather. Or Little Billy's life, his whole world just an endless summer of carefree childhood. His thoughts were wandering on the subject of his pleasant existence, playing fun games, just another one of the street kids, when he tripped over the curb along the side of the street. The fall was hard. Little Billy felt a shock of pain run up his entire body from the bottom of one leg. He found himself lying along the side of the road, his ankle twisted at an odd angle. All the children around Little Billy scattered as he started to scream in pain. The record store owner was nearby and saw the fall. He came running over, cell phone in hand. Little Billy felt hot tears of anguish come pouring out of his eyes. He had never known pain like this. The worst he had ever suffered was the odd bruise or scratch from all his carefree playing and careless dumpster diving. Between the agonizing pain itself and the effects it had on his vision and mental state, Little Billy was barely coherent as the record store owner called for an ambulance and waited with him as the big, bright truck arrived. Through his tear-filled eyes, Little Billy could see the record store owner arguing with the ambulance men, both standing directly over him. Try as he might, he could not quite make out what they were saying. Words sounded muffled as if he were listening to people talk while submerged in the pool of water, in the fountain or in the park, and someone was screaming very loudly. Little Billy barely registered that the screamer was himself. He was too occupied trying to listen to the argument above him. An ambulance man said something like, has no health insurance can't take him then the record store owner gestured to himself saying something little Billy missed the record store owner pulled out his wallet the ambulance man was raising his voice in anger little Billy's vision was beginning to fade as he blacked out from the pain only if family member just before the darkness took him little Billy heard the record store owner shouting back and replying something about grandfather for God's sake Little Billy woke up in the hospital's ER. He was lying on a cot, his ankle back to its normal position, held in place by a hard plastic cast. A nurse smiled at him gently and told him the doctor would be with him shortly. Little Billy looked around to see if any of the other kids from the neighborhood had come to visit him, or if the record store owner was around. There were other patients in bed like his, but some had their curtains drawn around them. Others lay back asleep. Others talked with nurses, doctors, and visitors at their bedsides. But Little Billy saw no one he recognized until the doctor entered his chamber, drawing the curtains behind him. Let's see, the doctor began, glancing over his notes. Even with thick glasses on and a different haircut, Little Billy recognized the doctor. He had been from the old neighborhood. They must have taken Little Billy to the nearest hospital. It says here that you injured yourself playing kick the can with the children in the old neighborhood. The doctor uttered in the sentence with pure disapproval. There did not seem to be a question, but still the doctor looked at Little Billy expectantly. In reply, Little Billy smiled and pointed up at the familiar face. I know you, doctor. You used to live by me back in the old neighborhood. At this, the doctor nodded and smiled sadly. Yes, little Billy, but that was a long time ago. Little Billy cocked his head and shrugged. Was it? I don't really recall. Every day seems just about the same, don't you think? The doctor shook his head, eyes wide in disbelief. He scanned his notes once more before looking back at Billy. Listen, the man who claimed you as his relative obviously has no relation to you. I think I heard him say he was my grandfather. Little Billy interrupted with a laugh. Can you imagine? He hardly looked like any grandfather I've ever seen. No smile from the doctor, just another concerned look. No, Little Billy, you misheard him. But that's beside the point. I recognized you as soon as they brought you in. I helped you because I felt compelled, seeing as how you and I go back to the old neighborhood and well. Everyone back at home has a certain special fondness for you, Little Billy. The warmth and sincerity of the doctor's words touched Little Billy. He felt himself positively blushing with camaraderie. Ah, oh, gee, sir, that's awfully nice of you. I sure can't wait to go back in the streets and play kick the can with the other kids. Now the doctor's face fell quite sorrowful. Little Billy felt the unfamiliar icy cold of fear as the doctor sat down at the edge of his bed meeting his eyes. Now, li- little Billy, you simply can't play kick the can anymore. You're just too old, I'm afraid. I am? Little Billy felt not sensation as the doctor frowned at him. The very strength seemed to drain from his body. His arms felt weak, his feet sore, his breath came only with more effort. Little Billy even felt his vision blurring and his hearing fading. The doctor looked at Little Billy with a strange mixture of pity and disbelief. Well, yes, I understand. You do not know precisely how old you are, but you must easily be in your 70s or even 80s by now. That man who claimed to be your relative said you were his grandfather. Little Billy gasped through a rag, foul, breathed mouth. He quickly looked down at his hands, once so young and pale. They were leathery and weathered down. Gray, brown, wrinkled husks out his former perception. His hands leapt up to his scalp, where a full head of thick, dark hair once grew. Now only a few sparse strings of white fuzz still clinging here and there. The horror was so much that little Billy felt his insides turn and shudder. He convulsed with the surprise of it all and had to be attended to by the doctors and nurses before he died of shock itself. More days passed, now Little Billy counted them. After 17 hot days, one rainy day, followed by five more sunny days, Little Billy was released from the hospital with a cane to help him limp along. His broken ankle is still held in a cast as he staggered out the front entrance of the hospital. A little boy approached him. An inquisitive little tyke, still barely able to speak in whole sentences. Hey, old man, just how old are you? Little Billy took a deep breath that pained his old dust-filled lungs. He swallowed, feeling the small precious gulp of saliva slide down his sandpaper throat. His eyes blinked against the glaring sunlight, his wrinkled skin slowly baking in the heat. He shook his head solemnly and replied, don't ask.
0: I didn't see it coming either. Would you Would you want to live like that without not no. knowing your birthday? Nope.
2: Because today is my birthday. Today and is. And I know how old I am. I'm 21. I don't know if I could go without knowing my age just because I don't want to act like a kid forever. Cause that's not realistic, <laughs> by
0: But he was super happy and content, I mean, all the way up until the end of it.
2: Mm, I still don't know, I don't know if I could.
0: Yeah, honestly, I, I don't think I could either. That's not something I would...
2: I mean, if I grew up like that, then sure, but since, like, I am the way I am now, yeah, I don't think I would want to live like that.
0: I mean, yeah, like, he understands that time exists. Like, he sees other people describe them by, like, age and whatnot.
2: But he's a 70-year-old man playing Cam can. Like, the eight <laughs> graders, so an 8-year-old. So, like, I just, think, I just think that's creepy, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to be a creepy old person. I don't want people to perceive me as a creepy old person.
0: I was going to bring that up in the event that, like, okay, what if you weren't, like, born like that, so, or not born like that, but, like, what if, like, you stopped counting later, so, like, let's say, today's Sadistic Sally's 21st birthday, let's say, after today, you just stopped counting days, and you're just 12, 21 forever, yeah, I still
2: don't think I could, I think.
0: you'd be, would be the, the creepy, old mom who still thinks she's in her 20s yeah and i don't want that
2: (laughs) like i don't want to be that guy what about you
0: no i definitely wouldn't see it's not something i could fathom but i think it'd be a really really funny idea i mean he was happy he lived in like his little
2: yeah but like until that like bubble burst you know how hard his come down is gonna be like
0: oh yeah they had to like resuscitate him when he found out because they thought he was gonna die of shock
2: see I don't I don't want that like I don't want somebody to just burst my bubble like that one day and then yeah I'm gonna die of shock probably nobody's gonna be there to save (laughs) me.
0: hopefully not but would it be worth it no all the happiness and You could have cake every day because your birthday doesn't matter. No. Even though there's nothing really stopping you from that now.
2: (laughs) I don't usually
0: eat cake on my birthday. Sadistic Sally's currently doing her makeup and failing at it right now. (laughs) Big old smudge on her face. Or is it a liver spot? Do you know how old you are? Shut the fuck (laughs) up.
2: 21. (laughs) That'd be crazy. Like, I don't think my brain could bat on that. Like, if I wasn't actually 21... And someone just was like, yeah, you like,
0: this old. I'd be like, oh my god. You're a vampire, Jesse. I'd be
2: okay
0: with that. That'd be pretty cool. I dated a guy who thought
2: he was a vampire. <laughs> 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 just don't point that out.
0: Did he actually, like, <laughs> drink blood? <laughs> He's
2: either a vampire or a werewolf. I can't really remember, oh, but I guess he was a vampire. But no, he didn't drink blood. It
0: sounds fishy to me. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just went
2: along with it to make me feel better, because, you know, I'm a nice person, and I just felt uncomfortable. So I was like, yeah, sure, we'll, be, we'll let you think that, buddy.
0: You could have met a real-life creepy creepypasta. Oh, well, if it was real, then I'd be dead.
2: Or maybe not, I don't know, maybe he'd turn me into a gangster.
0: Yeah, but you do it for the spookies.
2: I, I would.
0: <laughs>
2: That's a whole different subject, but yeah, no, if I could be turned into a vampire, I would.
0: Would you turn Benji Bats into a vampire? Nah,
2: he's a... I mean, like, I love him and all, but he's an asshole.
0: <laughs>
2: he don't need to be an asshole forever.
0: <laughs> he's just a cat. He does cat things.
2: If you would let me put him on a leash, then yes, I would, I would turn him into a vampire cat. So that way I could just walk around with my cat on my leash.
0: On the leash.
2: not die. My life would be content.
0: You'd be protected. Yeah. From little Whoa. Billy kicking cans at you. you see? <laughs>
2: yeah. And then I turned him into a vampire, so he thinks he's like, this young eight-year-old kid forever, but lies. He's really 80 and always breaking hips. Yeah, or ankles.
0: Like, like, I'm surprised he didn't notice earlier. Like, I know he lives a carefree life, but...
2: Yeah, like it, it took him,
0: like, 70, 80 years to realize, like...
2: He was his, aging.
0: Yeah. I feel like something else would have happened eventually. Like, you know, yeah, he, he, he would looked would down die. at his hand. Yeah.
2: would <laughs> <laughs> like, I was gone too soon. It's like, nope.
0: <laughs> Little Billy was...
2: Big Billy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd hang out with Little Billy. Would you play Pick the Cam with Little Billy? No. No?
2: I was always told to not play with strangers. Or talk with strangers.
0: But it's little Billy. He's basically just a kid alone in the street.
2: If I was a street kid, maybe. But, like, if I if I was, like, who I am now and just this little guy playing kick the can and was like, come here, little girl, let's play kick the can. I'd be like, oh, mm, I'm good. I think so.
0: Sounds like a good time to me. Kicking you the can around with a do it. stranger.
2: You would legit <laughs> Like, no metaphorically, like, you would...
0: I mean, I wouldn't just, like, I mean, maybe, like, Candy was involved, too. Yeah. I don't
2: believe you one bit, knowing who you are. <laughs> there's no way you would go up to some eight-year-old dude who was like, oh, you want to play Kick the Can? <laughs> like, no, I cannot see you being that guy. That's how criminal minds start, Dave.
0: <laughs> that is how, that's how First 48 starts, too.
2: <laughs> so.
0: But it, it was worth it Met met little Billy.
2: I didn't even know you dead.
0: How many little billies are out there?
2: That's, that's a good question.
0: Yeah, there could be a lot. Yeah. Little billies are
2: everywhere. I don't know how I feel about that. No. I'm not going to lie, I know.
0: Little Billy lived probably, I mean, he never died in the story, so maybe he lived to be like some hundred and five year old ancient guy who just kicks a can around all day in an alleyway. But yeah, that's the boy with no birthday. Did you like it?
2: Yeah, I did like it. It was pretty interesting.
0: I enjoyed it. I thought it was fitting since it's your birthday.
2: It's my birthday. You're
0: about to be the girl with no birthdays. Bump.
2: Well, no birthday is important anymore after this one.
0: So <laughs> enjoy it while <laughs> it lasts. Right.
2: <laughs>